Dear Romance Besties, this season we will be exploring dark romance. That means I need to give y'all a little trigger warning. We are going to be reading books where consent is murky at best. There will be triggering topics of psychological and physical abuse, manipulation, kidnapping, slavery, rape, bullying, bodice ripping, and sexual assault on the page. If this is not your cup of tea, we get it. We have lots of great books for you in our previous seasons and more coming up next season. Without further ado, Shani, welcome to the dark side. Ooh, thank you, Bridget. I'm ready. Hope to see you out there. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to a very exciting episode of Romance at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget. With me, as always, is my co-host, Shani. Hey, Bridget. Hi. It's so happy to have you in the same room with We're me today. We're in the same room today. Very exciting. I miss you. I miss you, too. I am so happy to have you here in all of your glorious energy. And also, I'm excited. I think this is, like, a good one for us to be in the same room for. We are talking about... The Devil and the Devil's Advocate, books one and two of The Devil's Playground. We actually decided to do both, but we're mostly going to focus on book two. But we actually decided to do both because they're quite short. And book two, you can't really do without like knowing the backstory that comes from book one. Yeah, I felt like book one alone would have been kind of weird yes. as to what's happening. And I think book one justifies some of the stuff that happens in book two weird. For sure. That, I would have been like, so that doesn't make you. any sense. Yeah. 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 You know, so. <laughs> yeah. So as you guys know, we're in our dark romance series, and this is certainly a dark romance. And I, for one, am pretty excited to kind of dive into all of the juicy goodness. Oh, absolutely. I mean, beyond juicy goodness, this book is wet. It's beyond juicy. It is wet. Slap your mama wet. Let me tell you right now. (laughs) 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 Well, on that note, let's get this shit. Let's get it. (laughs) Pop it. Romance at a glance. Uh huh. Romance at a glance. What you saying? Romance at a glance. Go ahead, girl. Okay, as we said, we're talking mostly about The Devil's Advocate. This is by Ashley Jade. So, Shawnee, tell us a little bit about the narrator. So, the narrator, Teddy Hamilton, Victoria May, Soren Gray, the three narrators. One of the guys, I don't know who it was, did a really good job. But the other two didn't do it for me. And especially the girl, she kept doing the male voices super terribly. Like, when you go like, hey, I'm a man now. This Mm -hmm. is my man voice. (laughs) It was definitely um, a little bit rough. So that took me out of the story a little bit, but I don't know. So did they switch? Because there are three narrators, so you get three POVs. So each one did the POV of one of the characters? Exactly, yes. Got it. You know, and Kane's character sounded nefarious. Like, (laughs) I felt like he shouldn't have sounded so nefarious. He should have just, like, been so nefarious. It's kind of like if somebody's like, I am evil. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but I'm the bad guy. But man. I'm the bad guy. <laughs> you know. But you don't know necessarily. Well, I guess you do know by the end of book one that he's the bad guy. You don't know necessarily the beginning of book one. Yeah, but, the- but I think by the end of book one, you know he's a bad guy. You know he's a They're bad guy. They're both bad. Yeah. But you know he's a bad guy. But I felt like the book prefaced it by saying, there are no angels here. Everyone's the devil. Right. Yeah, that's and true. I was per- I was excited about that because I was like, oh, is this the book where... Like, we go in and mm-hmm. there's no heart of gold. Yeah. Like, is this that book? You know, yeah. so I was excited about that. But yeah, I wasn't actually sure if Kane was the bad guy when it started, which I was happy about. Uh-huh. Because they were all really fucked up. <laughs> like, yeah. like, everything was fucked up. So I'm like, are we grading the fuckery? Like, what? <laughs> you know? So I definitely was excited to read this book. Yeah. I was less excited about the narration. But mm-hmm. on a scale of one to five, I'd give it like a overall like a two. 
I mean, I liked the tagline, which is, I made a deal with the devil and I liked it. And I was like, ooh, girl, you're going to the devil. Okay, I'm ready to talk about it. Let's get going. <laughs> I thought in general, also, the cover art of this book felt very, like, so in the first book, the devil is just the one guy alone. And I was like, there for it. I was like, yeah. okay, like the coloring of it is really nice. Oh, yeah. The like he's flexing the abs. He's like shiny because they like rubbed oil on him. He's got like maybe like a five o'clock shadow thing happening. He got like a very intense look on his face. Very intense. Tattoos. Like I was like, yes, please. Let's talk about it. And book two is very much like you could almost do this exact same pose with different coloring and it would be just like a normal like bodice ripper yeah. like romance <laughs> novel. It's like two people. She's facing him. He has no shirt. She's got provocative undies on. She's got like long flowing hair. Okay. So I didn't I- like cover two as much as I like cover one. Cover one, I was like, ooh, somebody gonna so- get fucked hard and I am here for it. So I was, ca- <laughs> so between the two covers, right? Yes. I- I'm assuming it's a logistic thing. Ashley didn't have access maybe to the same model or right. like who is the 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 person on book one is that kane or is that damien i think it's supposed to be damien okay so or then in my who, mind it's damien okay but then who's on book two i know it doesn't make it sense. doesn't make sense book two should be damien yes book see i see i think that book one is damien and then book two that is kane it would have to be kane because it's right. clearly a different dude look at the hairline but well, maybe it's because like it's supposed to be like she's the devil's advocate and she's now like fucking over Kane. Oh, so that, it's like showing that she's got her power and she's got her claws, in which it. is kind of cool because that, like. that means that the people on the cover are not the HEA. They're not the right. actual couple right. that make it in the book. Anyway, anyway, I just had questions. I'm like, doesn't quite yeah. add up. But I do like the coloring. I like the font. I like. I mean, it all worked for me. Like as a package. What I didn't like on book two was that she looks like a porn star on the cover. Yeah. Right. Like, she's 18. She's, like, 17 or 18. She's just getting her life together. Yeah. This looks like a porn star on the cover. This looks like a scandalous lady. Yeah. So whenever I was looking at the cover while I was listening to it, it It didn't mesh with the character. It didn't mesh with the character. It's like her at the end of the book, not at the beginning. Exactly. I expected more, like, that girl next door look. Sure. But this girl looks very much, like, she's wearing lingerie. She's got fake eyelashes on. Mm -hmm. Like, she's got the classic, Mm -hmm. like, Playboy bunny, big hair. Mm -hmm. So she did not work for me graphically as, like, the character. I, I expected more of, like, the girl next door type of feel. But otherwise, I did enjoy, like, you know what I mean? I love enjoying skin. Love skin. <laughs> love some nice skin. <laughs> Let me walk arms, tattoos through yum. the synapse. Okay. Synapse me. So Eden is our main character. And she is, I'm going to give you, like, a quick backstory on book one, even though we're going to focus mostly on book two. So Eden is an 18-year-old, or she's about to turn 18. She's like weeks shy of 18. And she's obsessed with her stepfather, who married her mom when she was 12 or something like that. Yeah. And her mom is now deceased. She's obsessed with him and like totally in love with him. She's also like an agoraphobic who hasn't left the house in years and has like severe anxiety. And we get the backstory that she, when she was like 14 years old, was in this like she calls it a friendship and said nothing ever happened, but she was sort of like involved with her teacher and like they would like text each other. And later on, one of the characters is like, clearly he was grooming her. (laughs) But at the time, nothing had happened yet. Anyways, everyone found out about it and he turned on her and had some powerful relatives. And so her mom basically like threw her under the bus because she wanted to be the district attorney. 
and essentially like said, oh, took her out of school and was like, I'll send her somewhere. Now, in the meantime, they're like pumping her full of like tons of medication to keep her sort of like comatose almost. And as she gets older and her mom dies, you think that he's like sort of her protector, Kane is her stepfather. You think he's like her protector. He's running for mayor. She's obsessed with him. And it turns out that they had like one sort of discretion a few weeks ago where things went a little not fatherly. It was more in the daddy territory. And they, and he's like, this could never happen again. And she, of course, wants it to happen again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we start with Eden. Yeah. Much of the first book flashes back. Like, that's kind of where the first book starts. And then much of the first book flashes back to Kane's senior year in high school. Yeah. And his becoming friends with Damien King. And Damien is like, kind of, he's the devil of the book. Yeah. And he... You know, he's like the bad boy who has a rich daddy who doesn't give a fuck about anything. Like, consequences be damned because he knows he'll get out of it. And so he just, like, fucks and smokes and drinks and just does whatever he wants, doesn't care. And Kane is, like, the very straight-laced, like, on the debate team, trying to be, pre- he wants to be president, wants to go to Harvard. His dad's a senator, wants to follow in his footsteps. And you think everything's, like, perfect with him, but it turns out his dad, like, beats him severely, and so does his brother. And so Damien is kind of, like, enticing to him because he seems to have this, like, devil-may-care attitude that Kane wishes he has. So they form a friendship, and then they start, like, fucking one of the teachers together. And Damien has kind of, like, a friendship with this teacher, but Kane is just there to, like, have sex with her. And things start to get, like, more and more depraved. And they start, like, getting close to, like, will they, won't they touch tips, you know? Yeah. And then slowly they start, like, licking places together. Mm-hmm. And slowly mm-hmm. they start touching places together. And then eventually they start. Eventually the teacher's not in between them anymore. Eventually the teacher's anymore. not even there. They're just <laughs> fucking. And I guess should I tell the whole thing about. <laughs> yeah, you're in here. Okay. So I'm just going to keep going. So there's, like, so much happens in this book, but I do want to give a quick backstory. So he ends up, Cain ends up killing his dad and his twin brother Mm -hmm. and burning their house down. And he blames their teacher and frames her for it and says that she was having sex with his twin. And because they're twins, and she's like, well, no, I was having sex with Cain. And he's like, why would I use, like, my own name? Or Caleb, of course, Caleb would use my name. He wants to, like, cover it up or whatever. And then she gets let out. And Damon kind of gets roped into, like, confirming the story. And then she gets let out of jail and gets murdered by her abusive husband, who then kills himself. And Damon, or Damien, goes to Kane and thinks that they're going to, like, be together in kind of some fucked up, like, weird relationship. Yeah. And Kane's like, nah, bitch. Like, <laughs> he's like, you got to leave the country or I'm going to kill you, basically, because he has a recording of... Damien saying how he would kill someone and, like, get rid of the evidence. Yeah. Which is how he killed his family. So fast forward now. It's been 10 years or maybe close to 15. And Damien is back. And he plans to bury Kane. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and that's kind of where book two starts. So book one... It's interesting because you just said this right before we started recording, which is book one felt like a prequel. Yeah. Or And I agree. So book one, I think, started with a bang with her and Kane having that like sexual, like, yes. like she started like touching herself and he like succumbed and like made her orgasm and like came on her. And I was like, okay, this is heading into some like fucked up like stepfather, daddy king. Yeah. Like, 
I'm, I'm here for this. I was like, okay. And <laughs> then they flashed back and we are in the flashback and like almost heard nothing from Eden for the rest of that book, basically. Yeah. While I enjoyed the flashback story, I almost wish that we didn't even ha- know about Eden yet. Yeah. And book one was just the two of them. Mm-hmm. And then book two was like present day yeah. sort of thing. I agree because it was... I don't know. It was weird for me to spend an entire book in a flashback. Like it wasn't then, like flash. It was. Like, I thought it was. When you read the book, you have an expectation of the characters you're following. Yes, exactly. And so very quickly, I realized we weren't going to be following mm-hmm. Eden in this yes. in yeah. this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I then kept, I kept thinking like because in Corrupt, which we just read, yeah, they I thought the flashbacks were done really well. Where it's like it would flashback, which was related to whatever was happening in the present day and yeah. explaining something that was happening and or revealing something. This book just was like, okay, I'm the fuck out of the present. Let's go to the past and talk. <laughs> about it which was confusing because i kept expecting to go back to eden and we really don't until the very very last chapter yeah and then obviously book two is about the present day and never flashes back again yeah and the thing about it is like what you said so i'm not mad at following the those two characters no but like don't i felt like i'm being promised one thing is gonna kind of go and then it just doesn't i mean i didn't really i mean i didn't like that i didn't hate like hate it I could, but like. It was more confusing than anything. Yeah. Because I, like you said, I thought I was going to be following her and then she's not there. And then I was like, am I supposed to care about this? But like, if you just think about the flashbacks as their own story, I thought they were really good. Like I thought the writing was good. The pacing was good. I was interested. Like the sex was really kinky and fucked up. Like I love the, I, I the they teacher did, stuff. The teacher oh, stuff. Like oh. they had her all tied up. When and he then was they were, like, she was like begging them to come. When he tells were, her, like, oh no, you're gonna suck his dick. Yes. I was like, yes, you are. Yes. That's what's gonna happen right now. Yes. It's very, very like Damien is very much like in charge of what's happening and yeah. directing the scene. And there was like a lot of times where they would you know, she's like begging them to come and they're like, well, tell us whose dick is whose. And they're like, both fucking her with a blindfold on. And then they're both I mean, like daring ugh, each other to go further dreams, as man. they're like, in one of the scenes, Kane is fucking the teacher. And then Damien is licking her to orgasm. But then he's like, also like licks his shaft. Yep. And he's like staring at Kane. And Kane's like, how far is this dude going to go? <laughs> and then he's like, I kind of want him to go. And then he like comes so hard because of like the taboo of his friend doing yeah. it. And I thought, I mean, like props, Ashley Jane. Yeah, Kane. Ashley Jane, <laughs> you are sick. Your your brain is sick, and you. we appreciate you. <laughs> we love you so much. Thank you. You for... are sick and twisted in all the best ways. Yes, we really appreciate all of you who recommended these books yes, to us. Yes, thank you. You guys are real friends. You guys, MVPs. You're the real MVPs. Because yeah, I you know books one and two both had phenomenal scenes of that like commanding. I'm just gonna like skip ahead and read you one of my quotes. But just do it, but do it in a sexy voice. Sexy voice. Wait, let's take it. Let's take it to. Oh, yeah, we're taking it to. Bridget Sexy Connor. Okay, so I'm going to tell you about two different scenarios, which are kind of going to like highlight this point. Okay. Book number two Damien and Eden have just met, (laughs) and he is about to take her virginity on a balcony, and he's just eating her out to orgasm. Oh, yeah. And she's kind of like facing away from him, looking out at like the world stars whatever so she's like coming down from a real intense o face and he says look up at the stars and hold your breath and she says why he goes because this is gonna hurt and she goes what's and he goes taking what's his and then he starts fucking her life away (laughs) doesn't even care that she's a virgin and then at the end she turns on and she's like i'm a virgin he goes i know you bled all over my dick and i was like and then he proceeds (laughs) to lick it all up and i was just like 
holy sweet baby Jesus, what is going on? I mean, it, re- it really sets the tone. It sets the tone. <laughs> and then later, so they're at his house and she is riding him. And she's like, I'm not sure I'll know what to do. And he goes, I'll show you how I like to be fucked. And I was like, oh, oh my goodness. (laughs) Yes, please do. The dirty time. And then then, like the maid comes in and is like acting like a little biatch. And he's like, there's only room for one queen in this castle. So like you either need to like step up and become a badass or you need to like get the fuck out basically. And so he's like, I'm not going to tell her to leave. And she's like, no, she can just watch. And she just starts riding him. And I was like, snaps, baby girl. Yeah, you tell her. Yeah, you watch. I <laughs> can't have this no more. I'm here to party. Anyways, there was like a lot of really depraved weirdness in this book. And I yeah. loved it. <laughs> I thought this book was so depraved. And I was so here for it, especially because like all the books we've been reading to this point, you know, I've been like, yo, lean into get darker, like get darker, yeah. like lean into yeah. it, you know? And I kind of liked that this book was a, a bit of a hybrid, right? Where Damien was a bad guy with a heart of gold, right. which is that classic right. trope we've been running into. Yep. But then you had Kane who was not. Kane you know? was like good boy on the outside, Side, sadistic, sadistic on the inside. Exactly. You know, yeah. so I like that. Those both were present. Yeah. And we got to play in a little bit. It, it actually kind of got to hit both those things for me. You're yeah. the heart of gold romantic feel. Yeah. And also the like, I want my like the sadistic fuck. Like, and you didn't know who she was going to end was, up or who being she should with. be with. Or yeah. who was the good guy who's telling the truth about stuff. Yeah. So like, I felt like there was that intrigue mm-hmm. as to like, you know, and especially because I thought that Kane was going to be is like the hero of the book. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how it kind of the book leads you mm-hmm. into thinking. And because it's dark romance, even when he does sadistic stuff, you're like, yeah, but they could still get together. Sure. You know, so the fact that, like, I don't know, I think she did a really good job of making me question, like, what the fuck is happening here? But in a good way, because some of the other books, I was like, what is happening? But this one, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Okay. And then there was just a lot of fucking in between. So much fucking. There was, was, like, bondage. There was, like... At one point, Damien, Damien has like a assistant, manservant, whatever. You oh, want to that call was him. that's my quote. Oh, oh my god! Let me, Shana, I, set I, the scene. Tell the people. Let me take you to, to Shani's uh, Shani's nasty, <laughs> nasty. layer. <laughs> no, Shani's nasty nook. Nasty <laughs> nook. Oh, that's good. So my my line was: This is when Jeffrey comes in, and she had said, "Like, call him back because, like, I'm kind of interested." Okay, in so there. Let me set the scene. Shani's set the scene. I'm, ter- the I'm a terrible okay. scene so setter. <laughs> So she and Damien are starting to fuck and mess around. And his, like, manservant assistant, who he's been with for, like, 10 years, comes in. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. The door was unlocked. And he, like, pivots and leaves. And she tells Damien, no, call him back in. Call him back in. Yes. Yeah. So he comes back in. And then Damien says to her, lower your nightgown, Eden, so Jeffrey can see your beautiful tits. And so she does. And then she go- he goes to Jeffrey and whispers in his ear. And he says... They taste incredible. And I was just like, oh, the scene's oh, about to get nasty. She's about to get nasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she asked him, has Jeff, does Jeffrey ever like play with you? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, sometimes. And it, this scene mm-hmm. just got, I mean, just it, go it, read it for you yourself. Guys, because you guys have to. It's on Kindle Unlimited. We'll have links in the like bio of this on whatever podcasting app you're on or on our website if you want to go. That scene really oh, so good, so good, so good. Shani, I have to say this was like a true one-handed read because this book was hot. <laughs> as fuck. This book was hot as fuck. You know what the best part of this book was? Bridget? Please tell me. So my partner, he's very much an advocate for me listening to my books while we mess around, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was upstairs one-handedly reading this book. Sure. And we live in a very big warehouse studio, so 
he could hear me sometimes. And he's like, what are you up to up there? <laughs> and I was like, a one-handed read. And he's like, you want company? And I was like, tell me more. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. What are you offering? You know? and, he, and what he was offering was quite nice. <laughs> nice. That's amazing. So this was a, a book for that. If you guys haven't heard us talk about this before, listening to an audiobook, an erotic audiobook, while you play with your partner is fucking gold. I don't care. You can't yeah. like. It's like you get the best of the dirty talk and the yeah, best of the author your... like agonized over the perfect dirty talk. Yeah, <laughs> and this book is so full of dirty talk so and cool. so many phrases that yeah. like she just keeps hitting you with them. Boom, yeah, boom, does. boom. And the sex scenes are long enough. Or sometimes when you're listening to a sex scene on a book, it goes by so fast. Yeah, I don't know why, but like physically reading a sex scene, I always felt like I had more time to enjoy it than uh-huh. listening to it. Uh-huh. But this one, I mean, they're not done. They don't do one thing and then they're done. I mean, she, they're no, like, no, bam, they bam, bam. The Everybody stages. gets theirs Everybody twice. Everybody goes through the stages. Yeah. For so sure. that was just a yummy, this was a yummy good yeah. time. <laughs> I liked that, like, there was, like, an evolution of everything. So Eden's character definitely evolves the most throughout the book because she's definitely, in the second book, the main character. I feel like Kane and Damien both evolve, but, like, to a lesser extent, like, Damien realizes he's, like, wants her and wants to, like, be with her. And Kane, we sort of, like, he devolves as yeah. we learn more about him. And he sort of unravels as the pressures of all these, like, keeping all these secrets and trying to, like, do all these things to become mayor, like, spiral out of control when yeah. Damien comes back. So he sort of, like, devolves in his behavior. I like the scene um, where, just FYI, where yeah. Kane goes to, like, the mayor to try to get him to arrest Damien. Uh-huh. And then the mayor, like, fucks him in the ass. Oh, you're talking about the, he goes to the chief police. Oh, the chief of police. Yeah. Yeah. And he, like, the chief of police, like, you're going to be here every Wednesday at five while my yeah. wife's in her book club and I'm going to fuck you in the ass. And I was like, I like this scene. I really, yeah. I really Dude, it was hot. Because, like, yeah. I feel like, well, A, typically you hear or see about women being sexually coerced. Yeah. So it's from Kane. That part is from Kane's point of view. And he basically is just like willing to do anything. Like yeah. he doesn't care. He says something like that. Like the things yeah. you do for. Yeah. Things you do for power. And yeah. he's like totally isn't that. But like the power dynamic is always a fun one. Yeah. And I thought that scene was written so well. Because he's like, well, if you want this, better come over here and suck my dick. And then I'm going to fuck you in the ass. And I was like, ooh, chief of police, you nasty. Arrest you me. You are corrupt. <laughs> and in real life, I don't agree you should go to jail. But in a book. I like it. I would Give me like the handcuffs. <laughs> yeah. I thought that scene was, I mean, like all the scenes were so hot. Even the scenes where there was no sex. Like, the way that Damien, like, looked at her and talked yeah. about her. And, like, I always like in books where there's, like, a badass motherfucker and he's, like, telling the woman, like, you're a badass, too. Tell all these people to bow down because, like, they, you know what I mean? Yes. And then she, like, slowly starts to, like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, that's right. Fuck all these people. And, like, starts to slowly, <laughs> like, like, at one point in, like, the middle of the book, they go to a dinner sort of thing for the political stuff. Because Damien ends up cooking up a way that he can become the opponent in, like, the last week. Yeah. And so they're at a dinner, and Kane has agreed to become the fiancé of the governor's daughter. It doesn't love her, doesn't even care, but, like, just wants to be mayor and wants to be president. And he's like, she'd be a good political wife. And she says something, like, super catty at the dinner. And Eden's like, "Mm," and just, like, shuts that shit down. She's like... (laughs) Oh, I shouldn't be here. Maybe I should ask my daddy because Kane is her stepdad. Yeah, She's yeah. like, Daddy, is it okay that I'm out? And, and like, <laughs> Kane's like, shut the fuck up. Like, she's like, maybe I should 
go home with you, Daddy. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, girl, you turn the tables. You turn even, the tables. I mean, even when like Kane was fleshing out to be the bad guy yeah. at the end, and there was a point in time where she started like fooling around with them, and then and then was like basically like fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> like, but I was still I was there for that. I was like, okay, even if she had fucked him at that point, I would have been like towards the end of the book where she's basically like not about Kane anymore and she was like he was trying to like seduce her or something mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly what happened but they start fooling around and then she basically shuts it down I don't know if she hit him or something or did something physical to him I uh-huh. forget but basically she's like nah it's not happening but in book one it was interesting because I think this book at some points did a good job of making the twist and turns feel natural mm-hmm. but in book one the twist did not feel so natural to me right so Kane is really like the bad guy in book one right but we have access to his inner monologue and this is the problem I think when you do too many POVs or you mm. do everyone's POV he in his own monologue, was very much like, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? And then at the very end, it's like, shocking, I was the mastermind of this right. all the time. And I was like, no, I went back and listened to his POV. He was shocked at what was happening in his own mind. Right. So it's hard for me to follow that thread. I was mm-hmm. like, ah, I think the author missed the mark on that uh, I, regard. I agree. I also do think, though, that like for me, he was almost like when he was like shocked that she would go against him. Yeah. Like he was legitimately like shocked. Yeah. Because he doesn't see himself as a bad guy. True. Even though he's killed all these people and killed her mom and, like, is a terrible human being, he doesn't see him. Like, he was, like, shocked that she could ever see him as the bad guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which a lot of, like, fucking narcissistic psycho people would be shocked. I mean, absolutely. You know? So, like, for me, that was kind of, like, why it fit. But yeah. I agree with you. I think it's hard to have multiple POVs. Like, I think dual POVs can work, especially with, like, a good author. But I think... Like, three POVs is just a tough thing. Yeah. Because it also gives away too much stuff, like you said, in a thing like this, where there's a lot of stuff that's, like, being revealed through either flashbacks or we find it out later. Like, Damien reveals, like, her medical chart to her, so she kind of, like, learns it in real time with us. Yeah. And at the end, there's, like, a big twist. And I think knowing Kane's POV already, it made... Although, at that point, you're not in his POV, but it made it slightly less... However, I will say that having his POV at the end mm-hmm. in the scene where, okay, obviously we spoil everything, you guys. <laughs> Major spoilers. <laughs> We're going to spoil everything. Right um, <laughs> so he gets captured by Damien. Damien forces him to confess everything. Which was a great scene, by great the way. Scene. He put his dick in, in the, the tank with a piranha. <laughs> yes. He was like, I don't care. I'll let this piranha eat your dick. You like, I was like, your fucking Ashley J. Yeah. yeah. Yo, can we have tea? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know. Guys, if you know her. Let her know we want to talk to her. I've been emailing, but I have yet to hear back. So anyway, so he escapes because Eden lets him go. And it seems like Eden's letting him go because either she, like, forgives him or she's, like, he, like, ropes her into this thing of, like, oh, is Damien sending you away already? Blah, blah, blah. So he's, like, using his knowledge of Damien to make her sort of sway to his side. So... She lets him go, and they go back to his house. And you think, like, in my mind, I was like, Eden, don't be so dumb. Yes. <laughs> I'm so worried. I was like, don't be so dumb, girl. Because a lot of times, and I say girl because she's 18, these girls in these romance novels be making stupid-ass decisions, especially dark <laughs> romance. However, 
Eden was not making stupid decisions. And I thought being in I his POV was. for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was obviously stupid to go with like a psychopath. Yeah. But like, so but it we was go back for dramatic effect. For dramatic effect. Yeah. yeah I, we go back into his, well, she wanted to like kill him in his own house, not in Damien's house. Oh, okay. So that's why she did it. Cause she didn't want Damien to get blamed. So she wanted to do it. Anyway, so she goes back with him and she basically is like, essentially like seduces them and is like, I'm yours, blah, blah, blah. And he like turns her around and he like pulls her pants down and like he's going to have sex with her. And then he's like getting ready to pee on her. Like I think being in his like sadistic mind frame in that scene really helped with like how fucking creepy it was. Yeah. And also with the surprise because we didn't get to hear any of her premeditation. Yeah. Like all we heard was him being like, if she lets me pee on her, then I'll know for sure she's mine. So she lets him pee on her and then she's got her knife that Damien gave her and turns around and slits his throat. And he's yeah. like, what? Which is great because they left. I actually thought the audible like messed up because he, he stops talking mid-sentence. Yeah. And then it switches to her POV. Yep. And, and then, then he's like, dying on the carpet. She lights him on fire and is just like, <laughs> um, and then Damien, of course, has chased them because he found the guy. Who's, but he gets there, obviously, after the fire or after she's already killed him. Oh, no, she doesn't light him on fire. She, she just kills him. Yeah, she just kills and him. And leaves. And then Damien goes and he's like, he lights him on fire. And he, like, touches the knife, which I didn't understand. I'm like, why didn't you just take the murder weapon? Yeah. But he, he touches the knife and he's like, this is one, like, thing I'll gladly take. And then she gets him out of jail by blackmailing the chief of police who is fucking Kane and there's photos of it. And so she's like, there's two things that can happen. I can release all these photos or you can just let him go. And he's like, okay, I'll figure out how to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that at the end she yeah. becomes like the bad queen of. She like, she grows. She grows. She yeah. grows the pain. You know, she, she's, yeah. she's ready. It was interesting because this book could have gone so badly. Yes. At so many moments. Yes. <laughs> One of those being in the second book when Damien is telling her like what's gone on in the past, but she mm. knows Kane and she doesn't right. know who to believe. Right. Like there were certain parts in that book where I was like, yeah, who do you believe? Right. Like I have information due to book one, but you don't have that right. information. Right. So sometimes she was making decisions and I would be like, that's a really hard decision to make knowing you know nothing at this moment. Yeah. It was Not so to mention that she hasn't left the house in four years. Yeah. Kane's been taking care of her. Yeah. And has brainwashed her. And yeah. his therapist is on purpose brainwashing her into thinking Kane is the only thing that will help her. Exactly. She's on, like, massive amounts of meds. Which, it made sense that he tells her, like, your therapist is in on yeah. it. Now that lets me, that gave me the justification I needed right. for her to actually be listening to Damien. Yep. Because before that, if there was a waffling, I'm like, what's the waffle? You don't know right. this guy from, right. from Adam. And you know this guy here. Right. So, you know, that's like trying to, like, choose she a stranger also, though, over your husband. She like, also, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. I think that was a huge turning point. I also, though, think, I think Damien set it up in a good way, which is he has been chatting with her on this, like, adulterer's app, pretending that he's Kane. Yeah. And so she's been, like, talking to him and confessing to him. And, and they form this, like, relationship. And she likes that app and that relationship more than she even likes being around Kane. Yeah. So she'll be around Kane and then she'll be like, I'm going to go to my room because on the app I can be with him for real. Yeah. And it turns out that, like, she's actually, like, kind of falling in love with Damon over this app. Or Damien always said. And he sends her this dress for this masquerade ball. And she wasn't planning on going. But he's like, we can finally be together. She thinks it's Kane. She's like, he's like, you don't have to be worried. No one will know who you are. You have a mask. Like, this is the one time where you can come out without fear. Because the whole town, like, ridicules her and is mean to her. Yeah. And also the therapist has been brainwashing her into thinking people are, like, meaner than they are. So she goes to this masquerade ball. 
But she sees Cain kiss this new fiance and sees the diamond and sees, and then she sees him giving her or her giving him a blowjob. And I think that like was the big shatterer of the first illusion. Yeah. Especially when he's like, hey, why don't you finish the blowjob yeah. that yeah. she's giving Yeah, me. and then later, he's, I was like, yeah, he's like, do you want to finish what she started? And I'm like, oh, tacky. Yeah. <laughs> That's gross. She's 18. This, yeah. girl's, this girl's a sweet virgin you've kept at home for four years. But it was also like, I mean, I guess it makes sense because Again, she's been stuck at home and all yeah. that. But even when she loses her virginity yeah. and she thinks she's losing it to Kane, he had yeah. just really sideswiped her with, yeah. like, in the face. And then... I, I don't was, think she thought it was Kane at that point. She knew it wasn't Kane when she got fucked. Did she? Uh-huh. I think she thought it was Kane. Uh-uh. She thought it was... She didn't think Because she was, was doing Kane. through the app. No, because she was... Because they, they talked through the app about... No, because she already in her mind was like, wait, but that couldn't have been... Because maybe this guy was the one who was in... Because she notices, like, the voice is different. Oh, and, okay, So she okay, already... Okay. She doesn't know who he is yet. Okay. But she already knows it's not Kane. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, yeah. okay. I must have missed that. Yeah, yeah. But either way, I liked her getting fucked on the balcony Dude. situation. Yeah. Uh, just FYI. Was, I, I thought it was great. Yeah. I, first of all, I liked that he like made, had her wear this pearl G-string. Yeah. So the whole time she's there, she's like on the verge of orgasm. Then he like eats her out in the closet. So she orgasms. Mm. So she's like on a fucking high wire of yeah. desire yep. this whole time. And he delivers. I will say that he delivered yeah. on the sensual promises well, he made. This book felt like... So... I also do like that he was a dark romance hero, though. And, well, again, yeah. consent is very important in real life. In this book, I was glad that he was just like, take a deep breath and just like, fuck her. <laughs> and she was just like, whoa, okay. Yeah. And he's like, sorry, I'm not the hero of this story. Like, I'm the devil. I was yeah. Like, I was like, yes, you are the devil. <laughs> I felt like this book was written from a female gaze. Like, sometimes when I read these books, even though I know women are writing them, yeah, it almost feels like women are writing them in a way that they have been taught yeah. Yeah. that sex should be. Right. This book, to me, felt like a woman with a nasty, kinky mind yeah. was putting down all her fucking desires yeah. and shit on the page. Mm-hmm. Like, I really enjoyed it. I felt like everybody was super taken care of most of the time, mm-hmm. unless it, they weren't supposed to be, mm-hmm. during the story. I felt like... The sex scenes got to, we got to enjoy them. They weren't too long. They weren't too short. All right. They were just really good. If there was action happening, it was happening. Even though they kept having sex throughout the book, I felt like every time there was something different. Mm. There was some little aspect of it that was like a new mm-hmm. something, which I really enjoyed. I bet you like that first scene when you get introduced to Damien King and the lady's like giving her report about what happened during the interview. And he's like watching the piranhas eat each other. And then he just turns around and he's like, take your clothes off. And I was like, ooh. I like what he said before that when he's like, you can give me the report or yeah. you can come suck this dick or something. He's yeah. like, yeah. And I was just like, man, yeah. set the tone for yeah. me. Yes. 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 And then she said it. She was like, look, I'd be more than happy. To yeah. <laughs> if it's on the table. If it's on the table. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm just yeah. like, man, Bridget, like this book was a lot of my fantasies. It like, yeah. like coercion toge- together. Like yes. non-consent. Yes. Like. A lot, a lot of, of primal, like, taking of, pushing yes. down. But that dirty talk of, dirty like... Dirty talk. With, with mm-hmm. Jeffrey, with Jeffrey, yes. that is, that's, like, one of my top fantasies. Yes. I love the gifting yes. to another situation. You know, yes. like, I love that. Do you want to lick her? Do you want to taste it? Yes. Do you want to... And I love that he was in control of the situation, mm-hmm. making what was going to happen, happen. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I just, I mean, it was beautifully done. Mm-hmm. It was it was like a ballet. It was like a ballet. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
It's I actually also, what that ballet also, book should have should been. Because they was so true. Because there was two so of them true. in there. And I was like, what the fuck? You missed the mark. Missed what the was mark. that? Perfection? Perfection. Yep. Missed the mark. I'm like, missed the mark. This one hit the mark yeah. right on the head. Ashley like, Jade. Boom. She was just like, bullseye. 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 <laughs> you know what I like, too, is like, I always think in, in books, in general, in romance, like, I want to know unequivocally that the hero and heroine desire each other. Yeah. And I thought she did a really good job of even scenes where they weren't having sex or there was nothing, like, inherently sexual about the scene. Like, he sees her, and before they, like, go into the funeral, he, like, pushes her up against the wall and, like, tells her, like, if I didn't say it yet, you're beautiful. He's like, she's like, you already told me. And he's like, it bears saying again. And he, like, grabs her boob and, like, sniffs her and, like, pushes his heart on into her. And he's like, that's for you for later. Like, buckle up. And I was like, oh, yeah. Where's the seatbelt? Oh, yeah. Where is it? Keeping all hands and feet inside the vehicle. Ready to go. Ready to go. Like to say my answer is yes. <laughs> I just thought in general, um, like I didn't know superly what to expect about these books. I do think the description of them doesn't really make sense. Like the synopsis, no, not at all. the synopsis not at all. doesn't actually talk, like make sense for what the story is about. But everything I found for synopsis was just like reading. Was like they a said piece this. Of the book. I this said is this. this. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't like those kind of synopsis. Yeah, I'm like, just spell it out for me. Who's yeah. who? Who? What's happening in this book? But anyways, I thought the synopsis didn't really make sense. So if you guys are checking out this book and you look at the synopsis and you're like, Aru? Like, know that we also think that it doesn't make sense. <laughs> and that does not take away from the fact that I thought book two was great. I thought book two, book one was shorter, much shorter. And also I didn't like it as much, but I still thought it was like a very solid like four stars. Like I was happy with book, book one? one. Yeah. Very happy with book one. Thought it was like very entertaining. Yeah. Like the sex scenes were great. I thought like I was like a little confused again why Eden was like not in it more. Yeah. But in general, I was like still in the story and yeah. interested like and like reading so that I could keep on reading. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I wasn't like, let me put it down for a little bit. I was yeah. like, let me stay up and read this book. <laughs> the one thing I thought, and I totally agree with you on book one, mm-hmm. right? Because the whole Eden thing, also yeah. the POV, being in Kane's POV and then having shit be a surprise to him. Yeah. That's like that yeah. was like that didn't make sense to me. But I thought it was super entertaining. I also thought it was tight. Yeah, it was tight. right. So book one, so book two for me was not tight. It was way less tight. I kind of wish that book two had been the same amount of kind of page count as book one in mm. the tightness of mm-hmm. it. I felt like there was a little bit of waffling that I could have done without. Yeah, between like too them. many intrigues. Too, yes, and the one intrigue that I, Bridget, I hated. I hated that the book did this. Man, what? the book, the book was had. So at the very end of the book, right, all the intrigues are figured out. Everything's done. Mm-hmm. Then we find out that the teacher from book one is actually the her the, mom. Her mom, because she was adopted by an aunt right. and nobody knew. That was useless information. That didn't need to happen in the book. There was no, it didn't. It didn't add any value. Because she already lost him. He already killed a mom. Yeah. And Kane so was already dead. When she finds this out, he right. Kane's already dead. Right. So, like, I didn't understand why she put it in there. I, I mean, didn't I think get the it. reasoning is. <laughs> Unless there's another I book think coming. the reasoning is like why it's more of like Damon's reasoning, mm-hmm. Damien's reasoning. So, because Christy, who is the teacher, he had like a friendship with her yeah. and in a way loved her. Yeah. And he now had enough like power and sort of like reasoning to know that Kane killed her. Yeah. And he wanted Kane to sort of atone for that. Like he was mad that Kane left him, mad that Kane blackmailed him. Yeah. But, but he was really mad that Kane killed Christy because he didn't think Christy deserved it. And But then why does she the have reason, to be the mother? But the, the reason well, because he finds out that 
Kane is now taking care of Christy's daughter. So for him, that's like the final straw. Because he says, like, I started watching you when they got married because I was like, he shouldn't be allowed to, like, taint you when Christy was like. Okay. But so like the, the, the I'm, caveat, I'm just, the I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. I totally agree with you. He could have just been like, "Now is the time to strike." Yeah. Like who fucking cares? Like she's 18. Oh, I can use her as my pawn. That's the yeah. reasoning. But it, it but, seems a little kind of fucked up, right? Because he has this love for Christine, right? Christy, yeah, or Chrissy, whatever. He has this love for her, but he kind of fucks over her daughter in the process of the revenge and everything oh, else totally. I was watching yeah. or whatever. Yeah, he uses her so as a pawn. It's, yeah. It was a strange bit of information yeah, I to don't think give it was us necessary. at the end. And I was like, Ashley Jade, this book was so, this was, you did, we're doing so good. Yeah. It was one you, too many twists. One too many one. twists. I didn't need I actually that. was fine with the twist that he killed Christy and killed the husband. Mm-hmm. I liked that twist. I got I felt like that could have been the final twist. That was that should have been the last like, twist. Like that's what he used the piranhas to force because him to like the, I already knew that you killed your family. Yeah. I already knew that you killed her mom, but I want you to tell her so she knows. And I want you to finally admit to me that you killed Christy. I know it was you. Yeah. And the piranhas are about to eat his dick, so he's like, Okay, it was me. Yeah. Because you know what it did? That last twist, it was kind of like a story that's an end then. And then. Yeah. And then. Yeah. And then. And you're yeah. like, nah, too many and thens, yeah. brother. I hear that. I still think book two is better than book one. Yeah. I do too. But I, I wish book two was tighter like book one. I agree. I think yeah. it could have lost like 20 pages. Yeah. Easily. Easily. <laughs> yeah. 25 pages. You know. Especially because like there were, there was just like a lot of stuff that happened in book two. There were a lot of different scenes. There was a lot of different events. They like. Went to the funeral. They went to the gravesite. They went to that dinner. They were at the masquerade ball. They were at some other charity thing where they fucked. They met in the bath. Like her and Kane had that rendezvous in the bathroom. They were at his house for a few different nights and times. Yeah. They were like she went to see Kane at his. Like there was a lot of different things that happened, and a few of them had like fairly repetitive themes mm-hmm. about like what was going on in those exactly. those separate events. Yeah. I feel like we got the point. Like there would be a scene that was trying to make a point, but we'd already gotten that point right. earlier. So I agree, we could have lost at least like twenty pages. But yeah, that I mean, that was my only wish for the second book. I definitely think the book, second book was better than book one, and I just think it needed to be tighter. And I think I always say like, good sex in the books can can carry it. It can change my star rating if I'm like, yeah, the plot, whatever, but the sex, yeah, you know. And this is one of those books for five me star sex where I was just like. Five stars? Five stars? Five stars? All right, well, on that note, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll do all of our ratings. Dear Romance Besties, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance to check out our awesome perks, including stickers, watching movies with us, naughty book boxes, and you can even be on the show. Can't be a patron? You can still support the show by purchasing books or things we recommend through our affiliate links on our show notes and our dope-ass website. Thanks for the commish. Or you can leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Screenshot your review, send it to us on Instagram, and we'll send you some stickers. Now, Bridge, let's get back to the ratings. Yes. All right, Shani, hit me with them peach booties. What you got? All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, so for my heroin rating... She got three stars for me, mostly because in the beginning of the book, she actually kind of annoyed me. I was like, what are we going to do here? What's happening here? Okay, this is going to be, I felt like it was going to go down the road of all these other dark romances where the girl's always whiny and Mm -hmm. very angsty or whatever. But then she gained stars for me at the end when she was like, oh, fuck Kane. He's in on it. Okay, I'm going to double cross him Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to slit his throat. 
So I was like, oh, okay, you gained back the stars <laughs> that, mm-hmm. you, that you lost. So for me, she was a solid three stars. But in all honesty, she was the least interesting character for me in the books whatsoever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think it's like hard for her not to be the least interesting character yeah. because A, you get so much backstory from the other two. And also they're just like significantly older. Yeah. And she's, but been, they're like, also fighting each she's other. She's so like more action between them in her house. So it's just like, they're like, when we start the book, I agree with you. She's just kind of like a cloistered little, doesn't know anything about the world, yeah. just obsessed with her stepdaddy, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. And then slowly she like kind of blossoms. And again, I always like a character who's like, step into that power and take it. And I liked that as she like stopped taking all those meds and stopped being like brainwashed that she started to fuck some other people up with her words and actions and stuff like that, which I like. Yeah. And I liked that. So I always think in dark, and this might be more related to Damien's score, but I like in dark romance and in general, when a character is supposed to be bad and they're willing to do bad things. Cause a lot of these books, like you said, there's like bad guys with hearts of gold and then they're not willing to like jeopardize the woman. And I liked that in this one, He's like, I need you to go and I need you to seduce him and find out what's going on. Yeah. And like, I need you to do this and like use your body if you have to. And she's like, whoa, that's kind of fucked up, but okay. <laughs> and then I like that later when he starts to fall in love with her, he's like, especially after Kane like fingers her in the bathroom and like hurts her and like doesn't care because yeah. he's mad that she had sex with Damien. Yeah. And she says something like, oh, I'm sorry, were you finger banged to pain and like I had to kiss that guy and keep a straight face because I don't feel bad for you. Yeah. And he's just like, did he do that? And he's like, well, I don't know if I want you to be alone with him anymore. And she's like, well, it's not really your decision and I'm going to do whatever I want and what I have to. And I was like, I like that. I like it because she at that point, I remember that she was like, this is your plan over here. This yeah. is my plan over here. Yeah. I just got finger banged in the bathroom. Yeah. That's, so I'm going to do what I'm, yeah. I'm going to do. Like your plan sucks and I'm going to fix all this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I like that. So anyways, I gave her four stars because I thought she had a really good evolution as a character. Yeah. I like that she like owned her sexuality and was like asking for what she wanted. Yeah. And was, like, wanting to try different things and was, like, one, bite him back in. And, like, you know, I'm going to ride you while this lady watches me. And I'm going to, like, use my sexuality to wound Kane in public and things like that. Like, I – so I was – I was I liked it. I didn't give her five stars because, like, she's not my favorite character of all time. But I did think she was, like – I liked her. She grew throughout the she book. She definitely grew. I liked yeah. her. I gave her four. That yeah. she was a solid it, character. It's funny that you said cloister in the beginning because yeah. that's how I feel about the cover. On the cover, I'm like, this is a porn star on this cover. Well, because that's her at the end of the book. Yeah, the end. That's, that's her at the end. Once the she's end. like, you know, gotten a makeover yeah. and some nice clothes. She's wearing lingerie. Yeah. And like, she's like, knows how to like, you know, ride that D, you know? You ready? Put it on yeah. him. Put it on him. Put it on him. <laughs> but she uses, learns how to wield to her sexuality like a weapon. <laughs> What did you think of Damien? Damien, I gave four stars because that man can fuck like a banshee. Yay. Yeah. Um, I was like, he was a like a dark, actually dark romance hero. Obviously, he did have a little bit of a heart of gold for her. And like for Jeffrey, it was kind of like his friend. But also like he did not give a fuck and was willing to like go to real depths to fuck Kane over. Oh, yeah. Which I enjoyed. And I did give him like an entire star off because he tried to send her away. And that's a pussy ass bitch move. Yeah. I don't like when they try to send him away. Oh my God. I was like, you bitch. So we're. You <laughs> bitch. I was like, you losing a whole star, Damien. We're in complete ditto with that one. Yeah. I gave Damien four stars uh-huh. for the same yeah. reason. I liked that he was really into the fuckery. Like, I really enjoyed that about yeah, him. He was. And he was just like, look, that's not me. I'm, I'm yeah. about to do some fucked up shit right now. 
and definitely lost the whole star for when he yeah. tried to do that, yeah. that whole magnanimous. Mm-hmm. I'm sending yeah. you away. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. What'd you give Kane? I gave Kane three stars. Okay. Because I kind of hated and loved Kane, I was kind of torn. You know when you don't know how to feel? Yeah. Like for Kane, I just, I didn't know how to feel. I you, feel like he's like a one-star human being because he's a yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. Sadist, murderer. Yeah. <laughs> but also as like a character in a book, I thought he was good. I thought she wrote a, she wrote a narcissist very solidly. Yeah, she did. Like, so what, like. Like his, all his selfishness about her pleasure and yeah. selfishness about everything, like. And I thought she did a good job of, like, him unraveling. Yeah. I agree. I was like, I wanted to give him one star because he's a bad person. (laughs) And also, obviously, but I agree with you. I think he was pretty, I think he was a pretty solid psycho. Psycho. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's weird because I was like, like, because you were asking me before, are we even rating him? And it's like, well, he was kind of presented like he was going to be the hero of the yeah. book. So I felt yeah. like I needed to rate him. And also he, but the dynamics He's, of the character, he did what he yeah. was supposed to do as yeah. a character, like the me- the mechanics yeah. of his character. Also, he worked. would stoop to no bounds because they were about to go into the debate for mayor. And he like whips out Damien's dick and like crawls over to him and is like, I'll beg, I'll suck your dick. Yeah. Like, and I was like, dude, you have no pride. <laughs> But you also, are. but also, can I watch you suck his Yeah. Dick? And Damien just like throws him on the floor and is like, I just wanted to see if you'd do it. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, this book was really twisted and I it was, was really, really here for it. Like, I was My I'm classy happy. to nasty rating was, there's some kinky shit in this book. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wrote. <laughs> I said Damien was a McSteamy for sure. Oh, I said. Nobody was a McDamey in this book. <laughs> I said Damien was a McLean into the fuckery. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I just feel like he was about it, man. He, he was, was about it. Like, when people say, like, are you, are you about the game? And I was like, Damon was about the game. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, And I liked, you know what I liked about this book is also that girl was not the center of the story, right? So every book we read, the girl's always the cent- basically mm-hmm. like the center of the story. Mm-hmm. This one was about their revenge. The revenge right. between them was the fight, and they were willing to do whatever. She was just like a side a pawn. pawn in yeah. this. So the book is really about their revenge. And by any means necessary, they were willing to get it. Yeah. And the things that they do to fuck each other over between the fucking the, the chief of police to mm-hmm. getting a guy to commit suicide so mm-hmm. that you can take his place in the mm-hmm. election and like all this. They were willing to do whatever. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And I also like that she wasn't in their plan. And then she ended up being the one who like wins, quote unquote wins. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like they didn't think she was even a player. And then she ends up being the one who kills Kane and is like, and Damien, you're going to marry me because you love me. So suck that up. Suck that up. Also, <laughs> so, I got you out of jail, Also, I got you out of you're jail. You're welcome. Bribery and corruption <laughs> and blackmail. You're welcome. <laughs> Karen for the culture. Karen for the culture. <laughs> yeah, so I totally agree with you. Like, it's definitely like uh, Damien v. Kane and Eden is a casualty. <laughs> And then Eden's like, nah, I know how to play this game. And then she ends up being the victor, which I liked. Yeah. I did like that she was the one who killed him at the end. I mean, I understand the dynamics of what she, what you're talking about in terms of she took him out of Damien's house so he wouldn't mm-hmm. be in trouble and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, like, I am a girl and I am not very strong. Like, I mean, when I was younger, I used oh, to Oh, you're saying it's scrappy. stupid that she went somewhere alone with him? Yeah. So yeah. to me, like... She could have just stabbed him in the heart right then. Yeah. She, I mean, she, I mean, nowhere in this book do they say she does Krav Maga, okay? And she's fairly petite. And I'm like, the fact that she took him to, like, a second location to me was 
Just, I feel like even if she planned on killing him, I still think it was dumb okay. because he could have easily bopped her one in the face. And yeah, but that he wouldn't been. because she had convinced him. Shawnee, I know she convinced him. Bridget did, was, but pussy matas, pussy matas. How did she no, know? No, he though? also thought she was dumb. He also okay, thought, that's you fair. know what I mean? That's like, fair. I totally agree with you. I think it's a terrible idea. If you guys are ever in this situation, please don't take them to a second location. Just kill them <laughs> Just while kill they're handcuffed. Okay, yeah. but she knew that he didn't see an equal like he thought Damien was manipulating her the whole time yeah he didn't think that she was coming up with any of the plans or that she was the one who that was, is true I you will know give what I mean you that, and so yeah. he mm-hmm. think he still thinks of her as like this deranged little agoraphobic who's obsessed with him yeah and he's so narcissistic that he thinks that he's like convinced her that Damien's not the one she lets him go and he's like oh I finally get to fuck her he hasn't fucked her yet and he's like been waiting for years to do that and then he pees on her and he's like, oh, for sure, she's mine. And nothing will, like, he's like so yeah, in his I, own arousal and mind that he's like out of it. I will give you that. And also, she brought a knife. Yeah. And so it's like, she didn't like go there and think she's gonna overpower him. Like, yeah. she went there and just slit that man's throat. Like, she didn't yeah. try to like, let me try and stab you and figure it out. She was just like, straight to the jugular, yeah. let's just chop that shit up. I would give you this because... But I totally agree. Don't ever do this in real life. Horrible plan. plan. However, she did have... Especially with a knife. You don't bring a knife to a gunfight. That was like... He didn't have a gun. No, no, no. She needed a gun oh, she to take him to a, a second location. <laughs> got a, got a gun. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I feel like a gun would be like harder to use, though, in some ways. Because then it, a knife slitting someone's throat, that's personal as shit, Bridget. No, because you know it's going to be personal because you know he wants to fuck you. So you know, like, she's she knows she's going to have to get close to him yeah. and, like, let him do some shit so that she can get close enough. But I'm saying, like, you're more likely to, like, hurt yourself with a gun if you don't know what you're doing than, like, with a knife where, like, everyone knows how to, like, jab somebody. I guess. But, like, a uh, gun, yeah, like, the safety's on, you don't know what to do, you're nervous about if it's gonna backfire. I don't know, I don't know. If I'm taking someone to a second location, I'm gonna have a gun. Yeah, but, like, I'm gonna have a fucking AK-47 assault rifle. I mean, I'm not gonna bring it She should have stabbed him and then cut his dick off before he was totally dead. And put it in his mouth. That would have sealed the that deal. Sealed for me. The that would have badass sealed <laughs> the deal for me right there. I'd have been like, ooh, okay, you ready for Damien? You, you two are psychopaths. Go ready. off on, into your little. But did to- you like the ending epilogue scene though, where he, she's like wearing headphones in her bikini, and he comes up behind her, and she's like, "My husband's gonna be mad," and he's like, "Your husband's not gonna know." She's <laughs> like, he's coming up, and I was like, "Oh, Shani's gonna like this role play." <laughs> Man. And it's funny because like so many dudes won't role play with you. Yeah. And I, I don't know what it's like on the other end of the spectrum, right? Because I, I never did nothing with a girl. But girls, I feel like we're more playful in nature. Like even with my sisters, we like play, right? Also, I feel like your and, imagination. So like visually they're getting off yeah. versus where like imagination is very important. Or like what's going on in your mind is very important. Very important. Not just like physical and visual. Yeah. Which they're more physical and visual. If you're only taking care of that physical visual, then there's so there's fifty percent you're missing in the yeah. in the play of it all. And that I'm always like, oh, I love to fucking. I'm play. gonna have like a walk-in closet yeah. at my next house, Shawnee. Because yeah. guys, if you didn't already know this, we're moving to the Midwest, and we live in a very small 1,400 square foot house in LA right now that has no closets anywhere. No closets. <laughs> no, no storage. Space. No storage space. <laughs> and we were looking at houses, and like, it's crazy how many closets are in these houses in the Midwest. And I was like, we're gonna have a huge closet. I was like, we don't even have that much stuff. And then I was like, I'm gonna get some costumes. <laughs> I was like. Well, I could put some locked drawers in the back of the closet and just see what's going on back here. I don't know. Maybe I need to have a little lingerie section. Uh, <laughs> I don't okay. wear lingerie, but I will for the right 
Event. Event. That's what I'm saying. So something earlier, just to like circle back, when you were talking about he's a fucking narcissist, she would yeah, never yeah. see you, whatever. And I have to totally agree with you because like I have this friend who is a hundred percent a narcissist. I mean, like textbook hundred thousand percent. And he likes to tell me how his wife left him. And he he makes it seem like he is the victim. Like in this story, he's like, She just got up and she left. Mm-hmm. Right. And what he always fails to say in the story is that he was carrying on an affair and not coming home for months, <laughs> for months what? and months and months. Then said mistress shows up to his door and knocks on his door, knocks on his door. <laughs> no. And his wife has opens the door <laughs> and his daughter is there. Okay. Then after this, they were fighting and he's sure. like, she don't want to fight for our marriage. And, I was like, and he's like, and then I'm so, like, what marriage, bro? <laughs> so re- you had another whole life. Recently, he says to me. Recently, and sometimes these conversations, like, I, I'm just like, I can't. Recently, he says to me, I saw her again, and I really understand and remember why I broke up with her. And I'm like, bro, what history are you? She's, I do. People love revisionist what history. What revisionist history? People love it. I mean, first of all, everyone makes up a story about every single event that's happening all the time. We're always making up yeah. stuff in our head about whatever's like that person's into it, like their tone, their blah, 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 their yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's like they could just be having a bad day and nothing yeah. related to you and they don't even notice, like whatever. I do think it's insane though when, like, I understand like having shades that are different. Because I will remember something from my childhood and my sister will be like, that's not what I remember. But our recountings are pretty close. Yeah. Like definitely have different shades of like he said, you know, like, yeah, but you were mad at me. And she's like, no, I wasn't mad. I was. But like for the most part, the actual facts of like I kicked you, you kicked me are in the same order. Yeah. But then I talk to people and I'm like, none of that happened. Like, (laughs) you made all that up. And my friends always tease me for embellishing. They're like, you embellish every story. I tell a story. And every time I tell it, it gets a little bit better, a little sweeter, where the pauses (laughs) get, the pauses get. It gets tighter. I tighten it up. I just always tightening up my life. But the fundamental facts I don't alter. Yeah. I alter the color of what the facts mean (laughs) or how they, you know, made me feel. But I don't alter, like, what, a, B, C, D, E. I just, I'm like, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. alter the, the, uh, you the do, fun. You but. do something that I do too, right? Which is like, I'll remember a story and I won't remember the facts that led to said story. Yeah. So I'll kind of like make up the information that doesn't matter. The to, ramp to, up. The ramp to the thing. Yeah. Because I like I won't remember if it was a Sunday or a Tuesday. I yeah. won't remember if it's raining or yeah. it's So you just get people to where to the meat sure, that you sure, need sure. them to get to. Sure. And it's like you're like generally it was something like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I I agree when you meet someone and they're just like stuck in their own and you're like no, you need to see a therapist. Yeah. Because like, that's not what happens. <laughs> or maybe you should have a film crew follow you around because you don't even know what shit you're spouting. Yeah. You don't even know what you're doing. You don't even know what actions you're taking. <laughs> What woman wouldn't leave a husband who had a whole ass separate life with this other woman, didn't come home for months, and she has a child, and you're not there to help her take care of that child? Nah, bitch, why is she going to fight for that marriage? Uh, That's not a marriage. You fucked that all up, bro. That's on you. She didn't do it. She's at home. Which is that you would, and he said, she wouldn't fight for our marriage. I was like, you are a dumbass white dude. Look, I look him in the eyes. I'm just like, that's some you were patriarchy, patriarchy overall Cassidy. <laughs> oh my god. Oh gosh. So like when we talk about Kane and you're saying like, he, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know what? 
Yeah, 100% mm-hmm. I see it. He's like, oh, yeah, I got her now. She Not believed, to mention that she he got away with lies. legitimately four murders as yeah. an 18-year-old, no consequences. And then he murdered someone five years ago, no yeah. consequences, or a couple years ago, no consequences. Like It makes sense because he's like, oh, she ate the lies yeah. I just told her. Like, uh-huh. she believes it. Okay, yeah. cool, I'm in. And it would make sense that he had have such an, a, a big ego that he doesn't even see it coming. Mm-hmm. Totally. Also, see. when he peed on her, I was like, she better kill this motherfucker because you know I don't I agree with feces in the bedroom. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> no! Do not golden shower. It shouldn't even have a name. It's pee. It's not golden shower. It's pee. It's urine. Hey, Bridget, you know, there's sometimes... That's the one kink I... <laughs> you can't see. I'm not going to shame anyone if they if it turns you on and it's consensual, then you do you. However, I will say, don't do it on your carpet. Don't do, your <laughs> do it maybe in a bathroom where you can immediately wash it off. <laughs> and also... <laughs> Bridget, you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm right, Shawnee. Sustain your carpet. Don't do it on your I'm carpet. I'm a germ. I am a germ freak, right? So, like, if someone peed on me, though, for real, especially if they didn't. I mean, if they asked, I would say no. Yeah. And then if they peed on me, I'd be like, let me punch you in the dick. But, like, if someone peed on me without me, like, if in my without past. Consent. His, yeah, in my historical yeah. sexual encounters, if someone had peed on me, first of all, I would have been so grossed out, I probably would have vomited on them. <laughs> And then I immediately would have, like, I would have been so shocked. I don't even know if I would have been mad. I would have yeah. been like, what do you think is happening here? Yeah. <laughs> At what point did you think she probably wants to be peed on? Because yeah. let me tell you a story about how you need to ask somebody. <laughs> First of all, that's a definite ask that's somebody. That's a definite ask and that's somebody. A, that's a pre-negotiation. That's, a pre- that's not in the negotiate. moment. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Not in the no, moment. That's a, like, that's a, we're all in our right mind. Let me write this on yeah. paper. Mm-hmm. Get some signed consent. Like, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, for me, it's a hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're really hardest feel. <laughs> of the hard passes. I actually don't think there's another. Like, I would rather someone cut me while we're having sex than pee on me. Not an exaggeration. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. I, think I don't also don't want to be cut. I don't yeah. think. But I've never had it happen. It's but I don't like think so. The, but you know, like where I always felt like, especially when I was younger, I was like, oh, I'd rather fuck somebody than blow them. Yeah, like, I totally agree. It's so much yeah. less intimate. It's so less, so, so much, much less intimate. I 100% agree, Johnny. Whenever I see things where it's like, oh, they like coerced someone into giving them a blowjob, I'm like, oh, I'd rather just sit on their dick yeah. real quick. I would never yeah. want to give them a blowjob yeah. to I get need something. The, I need the distance. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. Ew, gross. It's in my mouth. Ew, I totally agree. So I was talking to somebody the other day and telling them like, so... A lot of the furniture that I got was given to us, right? First thing I did was get a You're fucking, welcome. Uh, uh, like furniture. <laughs> the, oh yeah, you, Bridget just gave me a shit ton of furniture, but like the I'm couches. Just yeah, I know. We got. We, first of all, they came from a dude's apartment, so 100 yeah. percent they were getting clean. So I yeah. upholstery cleaned everything. Yeah. And then if me if my partner and I play on those couches. Because those are our guest couches, I put down blankets. I cover the couch entirely before I will play on anything that is something where any guests in my home will sit on that thing. I always go to people's houses and I see what is clearly cum stain. I'd be like, that's a cum stain next to me. And at the dungeon? Really? Oh, all the time. Like, people don't... And like people without children. Do you know what I mean? Like I know, but anytime I've ever had something where I'm like, oh shit, like one of us got cum on this couch, then I just wash the couch. Yeah, that's considerate. Leave well, even for myself, I don't want to sit on my own cum later that's dried. First of all, the couch is gonna smell like sex forever. Forever. (laughs) 
that come as a very distinct yeah. smell something. Also, like, having small children, like, you don't get to play in, in all the rooms that you would like to play in yeah. anymore. But like, I guess at night after they go to bed, I could. But then it's like, then I have to clean it and there's crumbs on the floor. It's but like if you go thing. to, like, a single couple's, not single, but, like, a couple's yeah, yeah. house and you... You be seeing stuff and you're like, I know y'all fucked right here. Like, I'm sitting on it. Y'all didn't clean it and you let me sit here. Oh, that's fucked up. And that's up. so inconsiderate so inconsiderate. To me. I have two rules, that, which is like, that's just my vicious. guests need a clean place to pee and a clean place to sit. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's, that's all it. you're going to get from me. Everything else is a mess. Yeah. But those two things have to happen. I mean, honestly, I'm like house. shocked right now that you've been to someone's house and seen him come stay. So many times. I've never seen that. You ever, you ever want to... Maybe f- I'm just not observant, though. You ever want to fool, <laughs> fool around with the dude, right? And you go to their house or something, you, or their dorm. Yeah. And you see their sheets, and you're like, that's a cum stain. That's a cum Oh, don't... Yep, all those are... Okay, first of all, obviously, I'm not observant <laughs> because no. But also, my college boyfriend, he had only had sex, like, once before, and I had never had sex. And I don't think he had sex at his house. They're just masturbation stains. I don't remember seeing any stains. But also, I was in Minnesota, and we had a lot of blankets. So maybe there were stains, like, <laughs> underneath the sheets or something like that, but I didn't see them. He, he could have been a shower masturbator. I know some guys that only masturbate in the shower. Like, I don't know why that's the know. place to be, but, like... I don't like, know if I ever asked him where his know. preferred masturbation session was. I think if you... Once he started dating me, siblings, I don't think he was masturbating, because we were fucking all the time. I, I believe this. We were fucking multiple times every day you think like your first boyfriend my first boyfriend we were fucking all damn day it was like go to class come back literally every time we saw each other for more than one minute with no one in the room somebody's fingers things or dicks or something was in somebody it was I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing at that point but I was doing stuff oh yeah yeah It didn't matter. My roommate was like, I'm going to go downstairs to go grab a coffee. We were like, okay. Lock the door. Fuck 15 real quick. minutes. <laughs> Not even 15. We got I mean, five. Well, we got five minutes. <laughs> like, five on it. <laughs> hop, hop on this. Hop on it, son. Get on in. Yeah. That's, that's fucking hilarious. But oh yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I miss the, like, fervor. So great. It's been I a wonderful it. time in my life. <laughs> if you're listening... <laughs> oh, he was, it was a good first boyfriend. He was a wonderful first boyfriend. I hit the jackpot. I really did. He was great. <laughs> he was the best. He loved me without condition <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. And we fit together like just, you know, yeah. cookies and milk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was great. He visited me once yeah. for a four-day weekend in Chicago and because we lived in different states for the summer yeah. that we were dating. And we literally had sex 16 times <laughs> in four days. And the last time we had sex, I know because we had a box of condoms, so I know how many we did. But the last day, I was so sore. I was like, you got to use lube today. And he's like, really? Because we'd never used lube before. And I was like, honestly, like, I want to have sex with you. We should do it. But I'm so sore. (laughs) We have these. I was like, and the only lube we had was like, you know, like free lube you get at college. It was like strawberry flavored or some shit. And we were both like fucking dying laughing the whole time because the whole room smelled like strawberry lube. (laughs) I remember those, those little like squeezy packet things. Yeah. Yeah. I had I had a good first boyfriend until the end. Like it ended poorly. Mm. But like up until we were both super naive and dumb, which I think is great. Like, yeah. he came from a very religious family. I came from a very religious family. So, like, we were really learning. Exploring, oh, exploring together. together. Even though he was he was Muslim. And I'm like, but when you come from a religious family, it doesn't matter what the religion yeah. is. It's, you still get the same, like, traumas and the same, yeah. like, mindset and the same whatever. But, like, towards the end of it, he wasn't, like, a racist person at all. He didn't have a lot of, he came from a very small village. And he didn't have, like, a frame of references for a lot of different races. Mm-hmm. But he had this mentor who was Indian, 
who kept telling him that like in their culture, it would not have been okay for him to date me. And he would say that in front of me mm. to my partner. And then it got to the point where my partner started repeating those things. Mm. And that was the point where I had to be like, well, that was fun. Yeah. That was fun while it lasted. <laughs> mm. And then I broke up with him. And he was not happy that I broke up with him. But I was like, I can't yeah. do yeah. that, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So it was definitely very, it was definitely very interesting. But in the beginning, it was very classically like first love mm-hmm. type of fun, dumb shit. We used to watch so much Bollywood. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> our relationship was like fucking hanging out, going to like canoe and stuff, and then watch Bollywood. That was, that was what so we did. Fun. <laughs> so fun. But that fervor, man. The fervor. Mm. Can't get that back. You can't get it back. Especially because I was like, both of you are like, have, I mean, we had like school responsibilities and stuff, but like no real responsibilities. And you have like, you're 20 years old. You got all this energy. So much energy. So much energy. Fight the power. Now I, so I'm, much energy. Now I love watching. You stay up all night long. Fucking. I like watching all every, all the like, 20 oh, year I have olds. an 8 a.m. class. And now Fight if someone power. told me I have an 8 a.m. class, I'd be like, great, good for you. Please don't talk to me. <laughs> I don't Where's have it? an 8 a.m. class. But then I'd be like, wake me up at 7. 30. Let me let me fuck before school. Like let me tell you the fail of the last few days. I don't feel like you're the only person who will appreciate this. Yeah. So I was talking to my partner and what the thing is like, even though we are consider ourselves in a kink dynamic, we don't have any sort of protocols or Mm -hmm. things like that that happen in like DS things. And since I've been dealing with a lot of anxiety recently, I was like, I would like to have some sort of protocol, something that we do every day that we're beholden to, like Mm -hmm. a thing. And I gave him examples of the things I would like. Mm-hmm. He picked none of the examples of the things that I would like. And he said, we're going to have 9 a.m. tea time every morning, right? We're going to wake up, 9 a.m., we're going to have tea, sit together, enjoy 30 minutes of whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's not one of the things that I offered. 9 a.m. is a time in which I am not awake. <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying sounds terrible. What you're saying sounds... <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> right. So he was like, that's, he's like, maybe this will add some structure, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, not a morning person. And I'm yeah. definitely not going to become a morning person, but okay, I'm going to give it a fighting chance. Yeah. <laughs> so for the last week or so, I've been waking up at 8.55, throwing yeah. on my robe, making it down to the table. He has to sit there and have tea with me with one eye open, looking like a grumbling <laughs> grouch. He's talking to me like, what? what? Like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, what'd you say? I'm sorry, what? What's, what's your name? Who are you? He's like, how did we get to here? He's like, uh, the, you're not really, you're not feeling this as much. I was like, I love the. Why tea don't time. we have ten thirty tea time? But that's why I was, I was like, why don't you? You he, can work for a few hours and then we can have a break. Yeah. snack time, tea time. It's ten thirty. I told them I don't have evening tea time. Like, why don't we like yeah. before, after dinner or before, like before bed, we have tea, we sit, we enjoy. I was like, I gave you so many options. Why was this? Yeah. But you know me. I don't wake up. I, I used to tell Bridget I'd be here in the morning and show up at 1130. Or <laughs> 11.30. That's generous. <laughs> so generous to yourself. Some days you'd be here at 11.30. Most likely you're at 12.30. <laughs> she was like, oh, so I'll see you in the morning? I was like, yeah, yeah, 11, 11.30. She's like, Shani, what's... <laughs> <laughs> it's not the morning, Johnny. That's midday. It's the middle of the day. So yeah. needless to say, it's, uh, it's not working. <laughs> but I don't I- even know what we're gonna do i mean i do know what we're gonna do we'll figure it out but like when i move to the midwest i'll be on central time which is later which is actually inconvenient it was like slightly convenient when you were on like a later time zone because <laughs> by the time you were ready to work at like three or two i was like oh this is perfect it's like the middle of my day we can work for a few hours yeah and i feel like now i'm gonna be like at 10 a.m 8 a.m here and i'm like shani's not gonna be ready to not talk even. to me until <laughs> two <laughs> 
I'm going to try. So I decided that this- Although we can do like, I mean, you'll still be able to do like, like if we wanted to record at like 8 p.m. Central. Yeah. You could do that. That might be fun. Well, I decided to try to give this tea time one last fighting chance. And yeah. this is what I'm going to do. Why don't you ask him to move it to 10? He can He's, work for a little bit. He sometimes goes into work. Oh. So sometimes he works from home and he can, but he has a first meeting at 930. Oh. So it's pretty much that's yeah, yeah, before yeah. his day. So what I'm going to try to do is attempt to be in bed every night by around 10 o'clock. Just in bed. I don't have to be asleep. Yeah, yeah. But if I sleep before midnight, I can get up at 8 a.m. No problem. Yeah. Right. But generally I'm a night owl. So I don't go to bed till like 2 and 3 a.m. in the morning, right. which is not conducive. For no. waking up at no. 8 feet fat. So I'm going to attempt to go to bed early. Yeah. He has to go to bed early anyway. So I'm going to go to bed with him and see if I can naturally just wake up sprightly and ready for the day, fresh as a daisy by 9 a.m., which I think would be helpful for us. I have had us. a ton. I would be great. I think it's a, you should try it. I have had a ton of things to do between romance at a glance and consulting and getting my house ready to sell. I was up till like 2, 3 a.m. multiple nights this week. One of the nights I was reading. But the other nights I was working on shit, Johnny. And Leo, a couple of the nights, is like, are you coming to bed? And I was like, no, I am not. I am on my computer still, and I have shit to do. And I was like, I could do it if I could just, like, wake up later. But it's like my kids still come in and wake me up at 7. So yeah. it's, like, not pleasant to go to bed at 2 when you have to wake up at 7. No, it's not pleasant. I'm just like, who am I? Who are you? Who are you? Get out. <laughs> Get out. Go watch Paw Patrol. You know I feel like I would, on the TV. I feel like I would stare my kid dead in the eye and be like, I will murder you. <laughs> I... I got I you into this world. So I will take you out of this world. Soup's mean when Kira asked me for something and I'm like, you need to stop moving right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about our ratings and then let's wrap this shit up. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> We've gotten off track. Dear friends, I know you guys like to listen to us ramble, but we have gotten off track. What is your star rating for this book? I was on the fence, but I decided because this book gifted me so much goodness yes. in my vagina. Yes. That I was going to give it four stars. Woohoo! Me I too. Am, I gave it a solid four stars, Bridget. Yes. Four stars from Chani. Yes. Five stars smut. Four star book. Yes. Five star <laughs> smut, baby. Four star book. <laughs> I gave it four stars. I thought this book was better than the first one, which I think was like a three to four star. And this book was like more of like a four leaning towards five, like four, four and a half, five star. Like I if agree. I had to qualify them. But I don't think it was quite at a five star. Which is why I gave it four stars. But you guys, highly we recommend it. Yes. Get in there. Pop those links in the descriptions and get yourself this Kindle Unlimited duology. Mm-hmm. Also, if you have not signed up for Kindle Unlimited, you can also grab the link in the podcasting app of your choice or on our website. And you can get a free month of Kindle Unlimited or two free audiobooks on Audible, courtesy of Ashani and me. And check it out. Check it out. Also, we get a small commission that you don't got to pay for. They just yeah, give it to know. us. And that helps us run this podcast. Hell so yeah, give us a commission. 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 Pop those lips. <laughs> Definitely, I agree with you on your, in the rating. Like the first one, I agree, was like three to four stars. Second one, four between four and five stars. I didn't give it five stars because of the tightness of the book and from four the inconsistencies I felt like in the POV mm-hmm. of what was going on. But I mean, the smut in this book really put some band-aids on some things. You know what I mean? You really can let some things go when you're just like, you know, hey, suck on her titties now. I'm like, yo, yeah, yes. What what was I mad at? No, what I think titties? Yes. Okay, let's do this now. So I definitely very excited about that. 
this book is definitely going on my like. I need a quickie spank to bang? get. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thank you. That's perfect. Spank bank. This is going in my spank bank. I got five minutes. I need something that's going to do it for me quick. Spank mm-hmm. bank. Spank bank. <laughs> spank bank. Well, well, there you have it, friends. Spank bank. Until then, may your books be your lover and your hand your best friend. <laughs> spank See you bank. next time. <laughs> spank bank. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.